Happy Friday! Welcome to Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for downloading and listening today. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at primetimeklein, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. The music that you hear, provided by Wasted Talent. Find them on Instagram, at Wasted Talent, with X's where the A's would be. On the show today, it's... Fighting and Football Friday. So we got some CFL off the uh, off the top. We got some NFL. And then Mark the Shark DiCarlo from uh, Stampede Wrestling and a new venture that he is getting into. We will talk about that as the show rolls along. But we begin in the Canadian Football League. Uh, three games on the schedule this week. As you all may have seen on social media... It is now official. I'm with uh, Three Down Nation, so very excited about that and very excited to be able to, to focus on the league. A lot of my attention is going to be on the Riders, and it was a weird week to decide, uh, or, or to, I guess, make this official because the Riders are on a bye. Um, so looking at the, the rest of the league, uh, the, the big story is Trevor Harris is benched for the Edmonton Elks. This season for Edmonton is all the way over. You you see Calgary playing better. You see BC playing better. Saskatchewan probably just got too far ahead. And one of the big stories, I think, for the back part of this CFL season is this crossover thing. That's not going... That's probably not going to be very much in play this year, or it's not going to be easy to get there anyway, as you have three legitimate teams in the East. So I think for Edmonton, like the A... It's gone bad over the last little bit. But then, while it's going bad, they get two matchups against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who are just so far ahead of everyone. Like, this was the worst possible time for Edmonton to run into that juggernaut. I think they get absolute, absolutely annihilated this week. I I don't know if you'll see big changes there. Um, I mean, changing your quarterback is obviously a big change. But I, I, I can't imagine the coach takes this one this year because it's his first year, but I still wonder about Brock Sunderland. I made my opinions on him rather clear a couple of weeks ago. That has not changed. I I think that this is a flawed team, and I I think some changes need to be made in Edmonton, probably some very big ones. And when you see how competitive the West is, you get concerned, I would say, from an Edmonton standpoint, that this could be a bit of a long road back, but it's never really that long of a road back in the CFL. One of the big, uh, another one of the big stories, and it would be the big story if it wasn't for Edmonton, is Vernon Adams goes on the six-game injured list. Tough time for Montreal. Now, they got an Ottawa team this week that doesn't necessarily provide a whole lot of resistance in that um, capacity, so th- this still feels like a win for Montreal. Five and a half points is the line. That feels generous and I I think that this game might be a close game but for Montreal in the battle for really like all three of those spots we know what the three I was gonna say we know what the three but with the the crossover but you have these top three teams in Toronto Hamilton and Montreal I still think Hamilton's the best team in that bunch but they just haven't played like it over the last little bit a couple of close losses and all of a sudden Toronto is sitting at the top but those that, that is difficult competition and so for Adams to go down at this time is a real backbreaker for for Montreal. I think they still get it done this week, um, and to, to be able to survive that, uh, to be able to survive a week with no Adams is definitely a positive, but they might have to go out elsewhere. The problem is, like, the quarterback's available right now. 
do you want to get in on Harris? I'm not sure if I would from a Montreal standpoint. And then one of the Toronto QBs, and I don't think the Argos are really rushing out to do Montreal any favors right now at the quarterback position. So Montreal may just have to piece this one together, and it's going to be very difficult to at an extremely important time. And then the biggest game of the weekend is... BC against Calgary. You have the Stampeders who have all of a sudden worked their way back into the conversation in the West Division, and a win here would put them tied with Saskatchewan. The the winner of this game is tied with Saskatchewan for that second spot, which is very important in the CFL because that is a home playoff game, right? So this is a massive one, and I think it's also a good barometer again, like where are these teams at? Because I'm still not all the way sold on either of these clubs. I I think I'm more likely to buy in on Calgary just because we've seen it more from them before. I think this is going to be... I think this is going to be a matchup that tells us a lot uh, about both of these teams. And I think BC honestly has more to prove in this one than Calgary does. But again, the big story coming out of this is that crossover is not a lock this year. We are not locked to have four West playoff teams um, this season because of how good that top three out East is. You're going to have a pretty good football team missing the playoffs in the, the CFL this season. Moving into the NFL, it is week six, one game already in the books, Tampa Bay with a six-point win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Everyone well aware that it is a six-point win over the Philadelphia Eagles as the spread was at six and a half. That is a heartbreaking spread to lose if you were a Tampa Bay backer last night as that, that game felt well in hand from a real football standpoint and from a gambling standpoint. So a, a real... A real body blow for for gamblers there, but as far as takeaways are concerned, for Tampa Bay, you know they are very good. For Philadelphia, I don't think Hurts is it. I I, I was pretty sure I didn't think Hurts was it after last season, and now I'm definitely sure Hurts is not it. That was an abysmal passing performance against a very banged-up Tampa Bay secondary. So I, I think Philadelphia, again, we've talked about it. This is not the draft to be quarterback needy in, but I, I think Philadelphia needs to find other answers at the quarterback spot. I need to find other answers after last week. Last week was terrible for me when it came to the, the picks per game, when it came to fantasy, all of it. I got annihilated. We went 5-10-1 last week. We only have 14 games, I guess it's 13 games now, to, to screw up this week. Uh, a couple of these, I I was going to say a couple of these I have a couple plays on. Yeah, there's a couple of them. I guess one. We'll get to it. Uh, we will start out in England as first the fine folks out in Tottenham got to enjoy Atlanta against the Jets. This week, it's Miami against Jacksonville. And this one feels like a good bounce back spot for a Miami team that we talked about last week is one of the big disappointments for me this season. It has not just been because Tua is out, and it sounds like Tua is coming back this week for Miami against Jacksonville, but Miami in DVOA from Football Outsiders is the 30th ranked team in the league. Their offense is at 29th. Their defense is at 24th. They are in the bottom 10 in adjusted uh, sack rate and adjusted line yards. This is a team that has just struggled on both sides of the football all season long. The good news for Miami is they're playing a Jacksonville team that struggled more on both sides of the football. I think Miami covers the three. I think this is an ugly game. I think you can sleep in a little bit on Sunday instead of waking up early to watch this one out in England. Cincinnati taking on Detroit. The spread is uh, Cincinnati minus three and a half. I'm going with the favorites on this one. I, I get that it's on the road, 
and I get that Detroit has kept games very close over the last couple of weeks, I also get that they're a bad football team. And I think Cincinnati has kind of progressed into good football team territory. They're 12th overall in DVOA. And while Detroit has kept their last two games close, they are still bottom in the league in basically everything. They are going to scratch and claw literally and figuratively to try to get a win here. But I think Cincinnati wins this one. You'd feel more comfortable if it was two and a half instead of three and a half. But I like Cincinnati minus three and a half. Green Bay taking on Chicago. This is an interesting one to handicap because you have Chicago coming off of one of their best performances of the season against the Vegas Raiders team that showed up in body alone. That that was not a good performance from Vegas. And now you have a Green Bay side that's looked pretty good over the last couple of weeks, but Green Bay is banged up on the offensive line. I think Chicago's defense probably gives Green Bay some issues. Chicago is the fifth ranked defense in terms of DVOA this season. Um, Green Bay middle of the pack in adjusted line yards. Like I said, that offensive line is banged up. I think Chicago can take advantage of this. I don't think they're winning it, but I think six points is a bit too much of a spread. I also like the under my uh, under 44 on this one. So give me the bears in six points and give me the under 44. Up next, it is Chargers against the Ravens. The Chargers are plus two and a half. And th this is something that um, we've talked about for a little bit and now actually doing it. My wife is in a pick'em league and is currently head and shoulders above everyone in that pick'em league. And she likes to have a rogue pick of the week. There's nothing super rogue this week, uh, but this is one that we disagree on. Go Baltimore! <laughs> <laughs> She's going uh, with Baltimore on this one. I'm going Chargers plus two and a half. I just, I think the Chargers are one of the best teams in the league. And I think Baltimore has looked good, but I don't think they've been better than the Chargers have been this season. DVOA would definitely back my wife on this one as the, the Ravens are the eighth most efficient team in the league. Uh, the Chargers sitting at 11th. I just, I, I think the Chargers are just a better football team than Baltimore. Look, there's lots of things in this life that are better than others, and sometimes those don't always pan out. <laughs> and you know I operate off of the rule of everybody's got to win one sometime. That's true. Baltimore's won a few, though. Yeah, well, I guess there's another some, sometime for them. Okay. Okay, good luck, sir. <laughs> good luck, ma'am. In your endeavors. <laughs> so there is my, uh, my wife's rogue pick of the week. Um, I like the Chargers plus two and a half in this one. I don't think Baltimore's defense is as good as people think it is, and I don't think that their offense is set up to beat the Chargers uh, the way that you beat the Chargers. Moving on, uh, we have Houston taking on the Indianapolis Colts. My initial reaction was just Indianapolis, whatever, but looking more into the numbers, Houston's defense has actually been okay. Like, they got pistol whipped by Buffalo a couple of weeks ago, but they've been fine since. The offense is bad, and I, I didn't catch what the total was, but I'm, I'm going to say Houston covers this one. I think the Colts win, but I don't think they blow this out. I think it's actually going to be pretty close, so I like Houston plus 10 in this one. Kansas City taking on Washington. The Chiefs, they have the number one overall DVOA and they for offense, and they have the 32nd DVOA for defense. I don't think Washington's able to take advantage of this. This Washington defense has been one of the worst in the league this season after being one of the best last season. I think if this is another shootout, I think Kansas City comes away with a victory in this one. I am going to tease this down to a pick'em, though. So, um, 
I don't know if I have many for a teaser on this one, but yeah, I, I'm going to tease that down so it's a pick em, but it is, the, the official line is Kansas City minus seven. The Rams on the road taking on the Giants. The Rams, I think, are still one of the best teams in the league, and I continue to think that the Giants certainly aren't. Nine and a half is the, the, the line here. Give me the Rams at minus nine and a half all day long. Potential tease in that one as well. Minnesota taking on Carolina. It is the belief of the show that we do not bet on anything with the Minnesota Vikings. And I think in this one with Carolina's defense playing as well as they have, I'm just going to go with the under on this at 46. But this is one, if Carolina is going to get to that total that I thought they were going to get to, this would be a big win for me if they would be able to pull this one off. Arizona taking on Cleveland. I, I think Cleveland is a bit overrated. They are without Chubb this week, but Hunt is going to be able to pick up for that. I am very worried about Kyler Murray's shoulder, though. So I I am going to take Cleveland minus three and a half, but I don't feel great about it. This one, I do feel great about. I think it is almost insulting to the Dallas Cowboys that they are only three and a half point favorites over uh, the New England Patriots this week. I just, congratulations, New England. You kept it close with Tampa Bay in the rain at home a couple of weeks ago. They still have the 24th ranked offense in the NFL this year, and that's going up against the 28th um, toughest schedule. So I guess that's the the fourth or fifth hardest schedule in the league this year, or fourth or fifth easiest schedule, sorry, in the league this year. Going up against this Dallas defense, I think Dallas smothers them, and then I think they get anything they want to on offense. I I think that this one is actually going to be a bit blowouty, so I like Dallas minus three and a half. The Raiders taking on Denver. This is a weird one. And this is one, uh, another one, kind of like we talked about in the CFL with BC taking on Calgary. I think this is a, we figure out who is real and who is not in this matchup in terms of competing for a playoff spot in the AFC. Uh, the Raiders, obviously, this is a week of turmoil for them. John Gruden is out. I'm just going to take the under on this. And it's weird to take the under with a Raiders defense that has struggled this season. Uh, or at least the Raiders defense that I I do not have faith in. I guess they haven't necessarily struggled this year, but we've seen a few issues for Denver on offense the last couple of weeks, and I think that defense is going to be able to smother the Raiders. So I think this is a pretty low-scoring game. Sunday night, not the best. Seattle taking on Pittsburgh. Geno Smith taking on Ben Roethlisberger. There isn't a whole lot to analyze from this one because of the issues that the the Seahawks have at the quarterback position right now with no Russell Wilson. Geno Smith is in against a Pittsburgh defense that I still think has talent, but has struggled this season, 19th in the league in DOA, which is better than Seattle's defense at 25th. I just don't think either offense is good enough to take advantage of those issues on the defensive side. So I'm going under on this one as well at under 43. Monday night, it is Buffalo taking on Tennessee. Buffalo, the number one overall team based off of DVOA. And the reason I like Buffalo in this game, they are third in the league in run stuffs this year. And I get Derrick Henry is different than any other running back that Buffalo has faced this season. I still... I don't think this defense is going to be able, I don't know if Buffalo punts at any point in this game, and I don't think the Tennessee offense is going to be able to keep up, especially early on in the game, so I like Buffalo to win this one and cover the minus six. So that's going to do it for your week six picks here in the NFL. Uh, We will now get into the wrestling conversation after you hear a little bit of the music. The 
music for Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. They have some new stuff out now. Check them out on Instagram at Wasted Talent. There are X's where the A's would be. Coming up October 20th at the Back Alley here in Calgary, Can-Am Pro Wrestling makes its return to the Back Alley uh, and one of the, the main men involved and someone who I'm excited to have. I, I've chatted with him on different platforms before, needed a special occasion to bring him on here, and we certainly have that. It is Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Mr. Shark, how are you today, sir? Well, you know what, Calgary Crusher Peter Klein, um, I'm very happy to be back with you from... Calgary's professional <laughs> wrestling capital of the world. And uh, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, we've done some wrestling shows in the past in your long and illustrious career. <laughs> um, and uh, even had you remember having you in, in a wrestling ring a couple of times and uh, uh, getting some proverbial heat, not only <laughs> from the fans, but uh, from the Canadian crusher, AJ Sanchez and mm -hmm. uh, uh, that was a most memorable evening, but thanks a lot, Peter, for having uh, me on and Can-Am Wrestling uh, mentioned on your worldwide podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. And as you mentioned, next Wednesday after a, a near 20-year hiatus, Can-Am Wrestling, uh, the legendary Can-Am Wrestling promotion returns here to Calgary, Alberta at the legendary Back Alley Nightclub, the Million Dollar Renovated back alley nightclub it is fantastic phenomenal and uh i think everybody's gonna have a great time can-am wrestling um historically ran every wednesday at the back alley and all over rest western canada for many many years and we're very excited to bring back the can-am wrestling particular brand of professional wrestling and entertainment to calgary uh all over alberta and uh, specifically next Wednesday to the Back Alley Nightclub. Uh, also, um, we are going to be having a show next Friday, the 22nd, at the Acadia Rec Center. For those of you that don't know where that is in Calgary, it's just east of the corner of McLeod and Heritage Drive. Great facility. And then Saturday night, we're out in the fantastic community of Chestermere at the Chestermere Community Association. And Peter... Tickets for all three shows are available right now on showpass.com. Nice. Getting the plugs in already. I'm basically done now. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Cheers. yeah, there, 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 yeah there, there's uh, a few different ways to, to go with this. Uh, I guess, first of all, what made now the right time for, for you to get on board with, with Can-Am Wrestling? Um, you know, I have a long association with professional wrestling in Western Canada and have worked for many promotions, of course, was for a long time involved in Stampede Wrestling as a manager of the Shark Tank and the Sharkheads and had a lot of fun in our years on the A Channel from about 90, 98 to 2003. Um, and now is a good time to answer your question uh, um, with coming out of COVID and of course the uh, government accepted option to uh, participate in the restrictive exemption program um, 
our venues are participating. So when our fans come in, they, uh, with their ticket, they must show their proof of vaccination, um, medical exemption, or a uh, recently had um, uh, res negative result from a PCR rapid test. Um, and that's just the way that it is in our society right now. And we're happy to be given the opportunity to have shows once again. Um, and I think that it's a, a good time. People are starved for entertainment, whether it's NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, boxing, you, MMA. Um, we finally have a opportunity here in southern Alberta and all over Alberta to once again enjoy uh, the fine art and great sport of professional wrestling and we will in Can-Am Wrestling beyond a shadow of a doubt deliver and the fans will love our show and our talent is second to none and I might add Peter that on our first set of three shows next week at the back alley friday at acadia and saturday in chestermere all current and reigning can-am wrestling champions will be on the card and will be wrestling nice so yeah let's get into it with some of the talent who are, are some of the names we should be watching out for when we go check out these uh, these three shows at the back alley uh, at acadia and in chestermere well, the current and reigning Can-Am World Heavyweight Champion is a longtime veteran of the wars of professional wrestling. He calls himself the All-American. It's because he hates Canadians. <laughs> the All-American Steve Rivers will be on all three shows. The Can-Am World Junior Heavyweight Champion and a longtime uh, Western Canadian and, for that matter, uh, professional wrestling around North America and the world veteran, the uh, Silver Badger and the Stampede City Samurai. Say that three times quickly. Johnny Devine, I know one of your favorites, Peter, mm -hmm. uh, will be on the card. The Can-Am Wrestling World Tag Team Champions, the Men in Pink, Steve Wilde and Phil Frenzy. Uh, the Recently crowned out in Elkton um, at the Elkton campgrounds. We had a fantastic couple of shows out there in the summer. The current and reigning Stu Hart Memorial Champion just got back to Alberta from a very successful tour of Mexico, Sweet Daddy Soul, and the Can-Am World Women's Champion Sexy Samantha Slides will all be on the upcoming Can-Am Wrestling shows next week, Wednesday at the Back Alley, Friday at Acadia Rec Center, and Saturday at the Chestermere Community Association. A lot of alliteration in there. They got the, they're, they're putting the, the ring announcer to work, hey? Well, you know what? <laughs> uh, some would say I have a great face for radio, and others <laughs> would say that uh, I talk too much, but uh, hey, the ring announcer and the, the official voice of Can-Am Wrestling has to be able to speak succinctly <laughs> and with a wide variety of knowledge on all topics concerned, just like <laughs> you, Peter Klein. 
I, I can do at least half of that. Yeah, I got the uh, the, the face for radio and the voice for newspaper. Um, <laughs> as far as as wrestling in, in Calgary is concerned, I'm really excited about this because it, it it's like we, we have promotions come in and to, to varying degrees of success and, and at varying levels. Um, but it, it is kind of nice to, to have like a lot of uh, a lot of the focus be Calgary instead of, hey, we're in Calgary once in a while. Like I, I, I'm, I'm excited that this is that this is here and there is a focus on this city. As you said, the, the best professional wrestling city in Canada, despite what some people in Winnipeg might get. Uh, I know they might feel some type of way, but we, we still got that title on lockdown. No question. And if you uh, take all kidding aside, the, the hit is there'll always be the Calgary Winnipeg tay to tay of uh, who's the best and who has been the best. Um, and I won't go into the catchphrase that Bret Hart has because you all know it. <laughs> but uh, all kidding aside, um, yes, you're right, Peter. The the uh, in the last sh- for sure ten years, it's promotions based out of other cities that have uh, on a semi or regular basis come into Calgary and run shows. We are a Calgary-based professional wrestling promotion, and. Um, not only are we going to be running regularly every other Wednesday at the Back Alley Nightclub, um, we are also going to be running regularly um, in Edmonton. Um, we are also going to be running regularly uh, on a once-a-month basis, uh, if not more, at the Acadia Rec Centre, at the Chestermere Community Asso- Association. We've got uh, shows booked and coming up in Airdrie, in Okotoks, uh, in Sundry, and uh, we just did a deal yesterday. We're very excited to have consummated a deal with the legendary facility on the Stampede Grounds in Medicine Hat, known as the Cypress Center. Um, I remember in Stampede Wrestling going there to packed houses, and they absolutely, Peter hated my guts, which I guess <laughs> what? meant that I was doing my job. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the Cypress Center in Medicine Hat is a fantastic facility. And uh, we have shows coming up there in November and December on Thursday, uh, November the 18th, and on Friday, December the 10th. And uh, we'll have further information on all of our upcoming um, Alberta shows on stay tuned to our social media channels, especially uh, Can I'm Wrestling on on Facebook, and uh, yeah, it's it's all there. And click on the event page or just scroll through, and you'll find what we are doing in Can Am Wrestling and where we are doing it. <laughs> it, it does seem like I j- just listening to you to you kind of describe it. It does seem like a a really exciting time, and it seems like a like. I said before, kind of, um, it's it's kind of cliche, but it does seem like you guys are are kind of hitting the ground running with this. How important was it for you guys to like, okay, we, we are doing this. Um, this is a, a brand that people recognize, but we we want to get the the word out. How important was it to instead of okay, let's do a spot show here and a spot show here? How important was it? Three shows in Calgary in a week. We're going to Manitou- We're going to Medicine Hat. We're going to all these places. How important was it to just get out there right away? Well, it was important to have our groundwork done and i'm very happy that our uh ownership group and our our office if you will uh, made up of um otto gentile and ed anderson and johnny divine and yours truly um it wasn't something that happened all of a sudden and overnight there was much thought 
and a much uh, business-like thought process put into what we were going to do, how we were going to do it. And there's a lot of experience. Um, uh, Otto ran uh, uh, Can-Am Wrestling for many years. Uh, Ed's been in, in and around the professional wrestling game for a long time. And uh, um, Johnny Devine has been all over uh, Mexico and the United States. And of course, was a, a former TNA World X Division champion and a lot of experience. Um, so we perceive that collectively as fans... We, we think we know what <laughs> our great fans and the fans of Alberta like in a, in a professional wrestling show. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, and the groundwork was laid on um, the time that we're in right now, being able to run shows again, getting a good broad base of venues, sponsorship, and a plan and the plan is not as you referenced a one-off a show here here there and everywhere but a long-term plan and that's what we have yeah and it's not about just next wednesday's show at the back alley it's about letting the fans know what's coming up short term and long term where and who's going to be involved and we're very excited to be uh, next week's shows bringing in some great talent. Um, the Alberta Wrestling Academy is the exactly what it is. It's the training ground for a lot of young future stars um, that Can-Am Wrestling uh, runs on a regular daily basis. And uh, uh, the Silver Badger and the Stampede City Samurai Johnny Devine has his own professional wrestling school called the Canadian Strong Style Academy. So we're very well ingratiated and uh, well-versed in grass level, grassroots level um, training of new talent and creating ultimately our own stars. And we've already done that. Uh, uh, with a lot of the talent that will be on next week's shows. And we're looking forward to our fans seeing the likes of Davey Disaster and the Canadian Badass and Rhino Reynolds and some or a lot of names that the local wrestling fans have never heard of, but you're going to be present, pleasantly surprised because this young talent is, is already very good and uh, we're very excited in the maturation of their careers within the parameters and the uh, bounds of Stampede Wrestling, if you, or pardon me, of Can-Am Wrestling, if you will. Um, God, I have to stop doing that. Anyways, <laughs> um, and, you know, some of the talent that's coming in from elsewhere, a long-time NWA Canadian champion and uh, ECCW champion, Definitely one of the, in my humble opinion, top five performers over the last decade in Canada, Scotty Mack, is coming in uh, for all three shows next week. And we are very excited 
to have Scotty Mack in Can-Am wrestling. Uh, he historically doesn't make too many trips outside of, um, of BC, but uh, he is going to be here next week. Um, the headline, Sean Martins, um, hated heel um, who always gets under the fan skin will be here next week. Um, as I mentioned before, the current and reigning Stu Hart Memorial champion who just got back to Calgary from a very successful uh, tour of a number of promotions, including AAA in Mexico. Uh, Sweet Daddy Soul will be here. Um, Sydney Steele, a Alberta veteran. So many other great talents will be on the show uh, next Wednesday at the Back Alley, Friday uh, at the Acadia Rec Center and Saturday at Chestermere. And moving forward, um, there are a lot of shows coming up um, in December and January. And on a monthly basis, once all the groundwork and planning and booking of talent has been laid down, uh, we expect and we are going to in Can-Am Wrestling, have a full monthly calendar of shows across Alberta and then across Western Canada. And we're very excited. And I might add, Peter, if I might, um, starting soon, and we are going to be recording all of our matches at all of our events, but starting soon, we are going to unveil what is going to be called Can-Am Wrestling Slam TV. Mm. It's going to be a weekly um, wrestling show on our YouTube channel. Slam TV is going to be fantastic. It will give the opportunity to the fans to become more familiarized with Can-Am Wrestling, with our talent within the promotion, and um, our storylines on, on an ongoing weekly basis and it'll be fun it's free and uh um yeah we invite everybody to stay tuned to all of can-am wrestling social media channels and slam tv actually is up with limited content so far on youtube and uh, it's going to be fun and uh, who knows when it's time for the office to consider talent for the on-air broadcast team maybe and the shark says maybe <laughs> the calgary crusher peter klein might find time in your busy schedule to make a couple of guest color commentary appearances yeah well my my schedule uh, opened up a few months ago so yes i i think i'd be able to, to find some time for that. that that's all very exciting um, and, and in there, I, I thought of like eight different questions to ask while you were going through. Um, one of the things that I, I really appreciate about this, and one of the things that I'm most excited for is, as you've know, because like you you said, you've you've been in professional wrestling for forever and a day. It's one thing to to be in an academy, and it's one thing to do the training, but it's another thing to get out there in front of people, and then it's another thing to to do it with with cameras rolling for the internet as well. Um, people haven't, or wrestlers and performers haven't really been able to do that over the last 18, 19 months. Um, so I, I guess just from, from an inside perspective, how important is it now for the, these young performers who are developing, who are the, the future stars in this province, in this country, on this planet, how important is it for them to, to now get these opportunities on a regular basis in front of real life, actual human beings? 
It's very important, Peter. And it's one thing to train and learn how to bump and administer holds and maneuvers and receive holds and maneuvers. Um, and um, work in, in front of the live audience with your opponent and um, certainly be afforded the opportunity to eventually be given some mic time and what we call put yourself over as a character and let the fans know what you're all about, what you think, what you think of them, what you think of your opponents. And, and uh, it's very important. And, and professional wrestling, as you're very well known, as your viewers do as well, it's not only what you do in the ring, it's how you present yourself and how you um, profess to be not only as a performer, but as a character. And as we all know, um, in and out of the ring makes up the whole um, persona of your professional wrestling character and the, the opportunity for younger talent to learn from our fantastic veterans that we have within the promotion um, and hone their skills in and out of the ring, on the microphone, in front of the camera, I think is invaluable and will be the barometer as to who succeeds and who doesn't. Uh, last one for you here, and, and thank you very much for your time. Uh, I always enjoy these conversations, and I always get very excited about the wrestling industry after we talk. Um, but I guess just your thoughts on the, the wrestling industry as a whole. Um, since, since the last time we spoke, uh, a lot has changed on the, the wrestling landscape. There's another promotion that's making some noise on a, on a global scale. Um, what, what do you think of the, the, the health of the professional wrestling industry in 2021? You know, coming out of the... Uh pandemic and not that we're out of it, but you know, coming from no crowds at any live professional sporting or wrestling events. And of course, WWE and uh, All Elite Wrestling um, did their shows, WWE and the Performance Center and the uh, uh, Thunderdome scenario in Tampa and, and AW at Daly's Place in, in Jacksonville. Um, with firstly no fans and then a limited amount of fans, it was very difficult to navigate through that time where, you know, WWE was using piped in crowd noise and then their massive video walls. And uh, to give it a, you know, kind of a, a feel of the way that it used to be. And I think they did a good job. Um, I think that it was a bit of a, um, a bit of a, a time where the talent was getting used to working in that environment. I think for AEW, they went to uh, the return of a larger live audience at Daly's Place in Jacksonville. Um, but as far as the now both promotions back out full force in, in if not packed, then certainly the majority of full arenas. Um, I think it's a very exciting time. As far as the upstart or new promotion, All, All Elite Wrestling, of course, owned by the Khan family, who owns, owns uh, an English Premier, Premier League soccer team and stadium, and of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the National Football League and the stadium that they play in. So 
Money is no object for the Khan family. <laughs> and unlike, unlike WWE, which is a uh, publicly traded company, they're still a private company. And I think that given the circumstances that they've had, they've done a magnificent job on staging, production, um, talent. It's pretty plain to see that they've brought in a lot of talent, uh, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, um, you know, I heard that uh, they were in high-level negotiations um, to bring in as their original color commentator, um, the Calgary Crusher, Peter Klein, but they couldn't afford you. Right, yeah. Yeah, that was the issue, yeah. You know, and I, I you know, you and your agent were asking for a ton and <laughs> they just they just caved. They couldn't afford you. But anyways, mm -hmm. all kidding aside, um, it's an exciting time. And I think that like the Attitude Era and like the Monday Night War era, uh, competition is healthy. Mm -hmm. um, more jobs for wrestlers. Um, you know, obviously, the promotions in Mexico and the, what are termed, independent promotions around North America, Ring of Honor, Pro Wrestling, Guerrilla, um, so many others, New Japan, a uh, bunch of promotions in Europe, um, it's all good for the wrestlers and it's all good for the fans. And I think that, uh, you know, if you want to watch wrestling on TV or on the internet, there's, there's choices every day of the week. And, um, it's a, it's a fun time to be in the wrestling business. And it's certainly a fun time for the fans. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been saying for a while that this is a, a golden time for, for watching professional wrestling. And it gets a, a little bit better October 20th at the, the back alley as Can-Am Wrestling returns to the back alley uh, once again, because uh, you, you sell it a lot better than I do. Uh, so once again, if people want information on this event, plus the, the one next Friday in Acadia and Saturday in Chestermere, how can they go about finding that? Uh, two ways. Go on our social media channels. Uh, Facebook is updated uh, multiple times on a daily basis. Um, showpass.com is our online ticket seller, um, but also there are tickets available at the door at the back alley next Wednesday, at the Acadia uh, Recreation Complex next Friday, and of course at the Chestermere Community Association next Saturday. And uh, we're very excited to bring a smash mouth old school style of professional wrestling back to Alberta. And uh, all I have to say is Peter Klein, thank you so much for what you do for professional wrestling in this market. And certainly having um, myself and Can-Am Wrestling uh, being afforded the opportunity to talk about what's coming up. And I say to you and everybody else that's watching, Next week and coming up, come watch Cam Can Am Wrestling and come get slammed. All right, that is the show. Thank you very much to Mark the Shark DiCarlo. And again, check out Can Am Wrestling at the back alley 
next Wednesday, the 20th, here in Calgary. Sounds like they're going to be very busy over the next few months, so a very exciting time for wrestling fans here. Thank you again for downloading and listening. If you want to get in touch with me on social media, I am at PrimetimeKline on Twitter and Instagram, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. The music you're listening to, provided by Wasted Talent. They are on Instagram, at Wasted Talent, with X is where the A's would be. You can also find their producer on Instagram, at Tommy Fresh Music. If you haven't heard enough from me, I was on the Fresh Take Network yesterday with the Sports Rundown Show. And also, we had no idea. The General History Podcast that my wife and I do comes out every Wednesday morning. Uh, it did came out. Uh, came out. Wow. It did come out around that time this week, though. So, hooray for us. Uh, but we talked World War One. Really enjoying that one. So check that out wherever you listen to this. I hope you had a, or I hope you have a great weekend, and I will talk to you guys next week. I'm out.